All right, welcome to the Camp Vibes podcast where, uh, I'm just trying this for the first time, <laughs> where we bring the Camp Vibes to you. Um, what'd you think about that, Sarah? That ruled. All right, I'll, I'll get to my guest here in one second, but um, this week we're going to be talking about ropes courses and adventure activities at camp and how... Um, well, specifically here at Mission Springs, we have a challenge by choice mentality. We want to get into that a little bit and get into some of the nuances and the fun of ropes and why they matter at camp. So uh, let me introduce my guest. Her name is Sarah Parker. She's from the dreaded Arizona. <laughs> uh, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do here at Mission Springs. Okay. Um, I... I am the adventure coordinator. That is my title, Mission Springs. Um, I basically manage all the ropes courses, all the ins and outs of the staff, um, both guest group, outdoor education, and Frontier Ranch use of them. Um, and just so our listeners know your credentials here, yeah. what's your uh, qualifying title in the ropes world? course manager. Ooh, you guys, that's a through. big deal. Yeah, that's the, I mean, there's level know, one, there's level one, there's yeah. level two. Sure. And then there's course manager, course manager, and that's it. And you know, and you achieved all of that at 24 years old, 23, 23. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly you do not know. I'm so sorry. Well, your birthday is something like May 27th or that's something, something exactly like, oh really? <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Now everybody knows. Well, happy birthday two months from now. Thank you. Um, so give the, the listeners maybe an example of what types of ropes courses we run here at Mission Springs. Okay. So we have, there's basically a few different kind of belay systems. So there's a static belay system where basically the participant is attached to a lanyard or something like that, aka our Ridge Camp course, um, where they go around on a ropes course and they are um, they're not moving, they're not going up and down. Like it, it's they're there attached to their point, moving around. There's dynamic courses. Back to Ridge Camp, really quick. Okay. So it's basically like. The opposite of rock climbing where you have a belayer and you're ba- everything is based off of what's happening with the belayer down below. In in this dynamic course, right? You're, static, static sorry. Yeah. You're getting up in the trees and you don't yeah. have a belayer. You're just attached yeah. to your own harness and carabiner. Mm-hmm. And once you're, you get belayed up right. on a dynamic system... Agree, agree. Um, if you know, if you want to get technical, if you want to, <laughs> you know, there's a few different ways. Um, then there's ropes courses like our Pirates Playground or um, the Frontier High Ropes course that has a few different elements where you're on belay the whole time, right? And you can um, jump off the leap of faith, or you're traversing a bridge, or something like that. But you basically go up, you're on belay, and you come down, you're on belay. Really quick about an item that we have. It's called the Robin Hood's Bridge. Yeah. Um, at the very end of this bridge, everyone's supposed to kiss the same spot on the tree. Yeah. It's just very germ and not into that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like millions of people have kissed the same exact tree. Millions of people. Well, have you done it? No. Well, you should try it. Sometime. Yeah, you think so? I think so. <laughs> okay. I think it might change your mind. 
You rock know. your world. I'll do the two finger kiss slap against the tree. Okay. Well. Yeah. Um, so is there a third style? There's static, dynamic. Um. I mean, there's lots of different. What systems. is zipline considered? Because um, most people, I would venture to say, if you're listening to this, which the only people that listen to this currently are probably some of my friends, people on Facebook. <laughs> but if you're out there, uh, most places have a zip line. Yeah. That's like a, the most common thing in a camp, right? Yeah. And then maybe rock wall is the second most common. Probably. So zip yeah. line, there's not a belay. But there's not a belay. But so- it wouldn't be considered static, would it? Uh, I don't – I could be wrong, to be honest. I mean, I – there's like different classifications of zip lines, so they seem to be their own system. Okay, within themselves. It's, like they, its own it's classification. Like, it's like a zip line, and then they classify it based on the braking system of the zip line. So we ah. have like a gravity zip line, right? Um, lots but like of, in Mexico, you have your own brake. Uh, I mean, sometimes some, like, some places like you can do a handbrake, right. or there's like breaking, um, breaking blocks, and oh, or you know different different systems. I think hammers is a breaking block. Is um, it basically? It's a block that stops yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So before we get into some rope stuff, let's rewind the tapes a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, I want to know your journey of how you got to camp mm-hmm. because. As I stated earlier, you're from Arizona. Yes. And that's nowhere near Mission Springs. True. And I was in Arizona for the weekend. Mm. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's only known for baseball, heat, and they have every restaurant known to man out there. Yeah. What else is Arizona known for? Well, Arizona is – it does have the Grand Canyon. Okay. I would say that's pretty big right. <laughs> selling point. All right. Um, but Dunkin' I, Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts, sure. <laughs> um, I grew up in Tucson, which is pretty different from Phoenix. Phoenix, Phoenix right. is pretty, I feel like, kind of fashioned after LA. It looks pretty franchised and all of that. Tucson's, that. Tucson's got a little bit of the local charm okay. still a little bit. It's pretty hot. That's sure. definitely there. Um, I had a friend when I was in high school, her older brother, went to North Park, which okay. is connected because of Covenant Church. To Mission Springs. To Mission Springs. But you did not grow up in a Covenant Church. I did not grow up in a Covenant Church. I okay. had no idea what Covenant Church was until I got to Mission Same Springs. Same here. So, <laughs> And he ended up working at Mission Springs okay. through that connection, told me about it. Once I was in college, if I ever wanted to work at a camp, be counselor, that was a great place to do it. You should check out Frontier Ranch. You should or check out Frontier Ranch. Okay. In your first summer, I was not director here. Nope. Um, and you were a counselor? I was a counselor. How mm-hmm. was that experience? It was jarring. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know Sarah, she uses the word jarring a lot. That's that's one of your common common core words there. Yeah. It's yeah. a good descriptor. <laughs> um, okay, and what was your camp name? My camp name is Sorry, Oh My Lanta. And why was your camp name Oh My Lanta? Is your camp name Oh My Lanta? Gosh. Well, um, the first night I went star tipping with a group of people. If Should you, we explain to the if listeners? If you don't what's... <laughs> know what star tipping is, I guess people don't do it as much as they thought everybody did. Um, you basically, it's probably pretty bad for your brain. like <laughs> And like probably prone to injury. Don't do this. Um, 
you basically get one person and then you surround them with a circle of people. They look up at the sky, pick one star to look at, and then the circle of people spins them around like probably like 10 or 15 times. Then somebody shines a flashlight directly in the eyes (laughs) of the person who's just been spinning around. And then you basically launch them forward to try to get them to run. And they like instantly fall down and it's funny and hilarious and everybody gets to laugh at each other, but you shouldn't do it. It's pretty bad. <laughs> and, and in the midst of all this, I'm assuming you yelled. I said, oh, my Lanta, when uh, I fell down. Okay. I do not say it that much. Like I no. probably said it a handful of times. I feel like that's not in your common word yeah, uh, glossary not. that you have. No. <laughs> no. Uh, but you got the name. I got the and, name. Uh, and then... So that summer ended. Mm-hmm. You skipped a summer. Yep. And I was going to come back as the craft lady. Oh. I was offered that job and then I said no. Because craft lady, huh? Craft I did lady. not know this part of your history. Yeah, I figured you maybe didn't. Wow. So what happened? Did you turn it down or? I turned it down. Okay. I, I had wanted to go back to camp, but I decided to study abroad. Okay. Instead. Yes, that's right. Take an opportunity to go somewhere else. And I'll never forget, probably my first month on the job, I met you and another staff member named Lauren. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys were working, was it at mother-daughter retreat? No. Wait. You guys came up to work some weekend retreat. You no, came to work. Lauren did. Lauren Just did. Lauren did. And I never – oh, Tate was with Lauren. I don't – yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know. She came to work like – I don't know. Maybe something. mother – something, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I had never met you at that point. No. Um, I remember where I met you now. Vanguard. Vanguard. Yeah. So Lauren was like, you got to talk to my friend Sarah. Yes. And I remember sitting out in front of the coffee shop with you just mm-hmm. – Talk and shop. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we clicked. Uh, yeah. We totally hit it off. And I was super stoked to hire you, but obviously you didn't come back as a counselor. No. You didn't come back as the craft lady. No. Uh, you came back at a, I would say, a under, um, under-noticed job at camp. Mm. A, uh, a very important job that not a lot of people fully get. Mm-hmm. And we call it Red Hat. Mm-hmm. Um and, but most people just know it as like an act, like an adventure person, like mm-hmm. a ropes course person, yeah. a challenge course instructor. Um, why is it red hat? Just back helmets were red or something. Gosh, who knows? All right. Honestly, who knows? Um, might change it to blue hat. Yeah. That's the future. <laughs> so you wanted that job yeah. for some reason, for some reason. What was the reason? Why, why were you drawn to the red hat nature? Um, I'm trying to think back to my mind process back then. I think I rem- if you remember, I was torn between Team C right. and Red Hat. Because you were about to be a um I was an RA. Uh-huh. And you were yeah. like, I think I could do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the end I decided that I didn't want to be a Team C and then go into a year of being an RA. That's right. That's right. Um I had always looked at the Red Hat job um, as pretty unique, uh-huh. um, pretty um, amazing that they get to interact with so many different campers um, in different cabins. Like um, they get to interact with so many different staff members. And I remember, I think as a counselor, seeing the Red Hats 
and getting to to talk kids through difficult situations and i think that just really drew me totally yeah and it is not the most common like i've experienced it in my time here for red hats to return for Mm -hmm. a second year most people at frontier ranch kind of use this challenge course instructor as like the stepping stone to the next position yeah but you clearly wanted to do it two summers in a row Mm -hmm. um and that is not as common or so I've been told prior to myself. There wasn't people that did it two years yeah. in a row. Uh-huh. Um, something obviously drew you back yeah. to a second summer of the same job. Yeah. Do you know what that was? Um, I think I just – before I was a Red Hat, I didn't even know what a carabiner was. I did not know what an ATC is, which is a belaying device. Sure. Um, I knew nothing about it. I remember going into training week being like – I might hate this. I might really hate this, but I didn't. By the end of the week, I was so jazzed, yeah. so stoked on it. Yeah. And I think I just knew that the opportunities that I had as a Red Hat to support campers and to support other staff members was just an amazing fit for me. And to be able to do it a second time would mean that I would get to do it even better. Right. Than I did the first summer. And there's kind of an ongoing thing at camp yeah. where um, if you are like a red hat, the kind of the, the goal is to be a head red, right? <laughs> <laughs> is that, that's just like this ongoing joke, basically. There's it no is. such thing as a head red, but everyone wants to be head red. Yeah. I mean, it started like uh, 24. I started my sum- my first summer. Your first summer as Red Hat. Yeah. So there was just like a battle to see who the greatest Red Hat of all time was. Yeah, I guess so. Kind of. <laughs> um, I just assume you wanted to come back just simply to have the title of Head Red. Yeah. I mean, you know, there was that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Would you say you're a competitive person? I didn't know that about myself, but I most definitely am. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um <laughs> Okay, so you work a second summer mm-hmm. and kind of continuing along the lines of your journey. Um, we had some transitions here and somewhere in January, mm-hmm. um, I so the, a position opened up. Yeah. And I think I had contacted you or you contacted me and it was yeah. like, hey, what do you think about me in this job? And I said, you definitely should apply. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I remember you applied and I kind of walked into my boss at the time, his name's Dave's office, and I had said, you really should consider hiring this person. Um, She's dynamite and you were like fresh out of college, right? I was in grad school, yeah. Right. Um, But you had just graduated and you had never really stepped into the role of like overseeing people, you know, leadership type role. Um, and I think you were nervous about it, but you came out here for a weekend interviewed. And like, I remember Dave called me in his his office and he's like, man, I really like Sarah. And I was like, you should hire her, man. And then like, before you left for that weekend, I think it was a camp reunion. It was camp reunion. Yep. You got the job. Mm -hmm. And then one of my favorite moments with you is you had to lead a, a ropes group like the very next day. Yep. In the rain. It I was think. that day. It was that day was when that you got day. the job, and like I was like, "Hours later, all right, go for it." <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> you just stood there, and I'm like standing there with my arms crossed. And I was like, "Go for it, go ahead." <laughs> and you're like, "Okay, so the the zip line is open." 
And you did great. I think you were really nervous that I day. I was more nervous. Like, I mean, I had run the zip line like hundreds of times uh-huh. in those two summers. And for all, like all of a sudden I was like more nervous than I could have like ever been <laughs> being a red hat. And you did great. It was fine. Um, and you've been here a little over a year <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. Um, your full-time employee, you started out as part-time, mm-hmm. and kind of your role here, as you explained earlier, is to not only do ropes for guest groups, but then over the summer, you oversee our Red Hats, mm-hmm. as well as Sarah's one of our directors at camp. We'll have a side pod about um, <laughs> leadership and being uh-huh. a new director at camp. <laughs> yeah. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. Great. Sarah and I have had... Some very healthy and raw conversations over the raw, raw, very o- raw over the years. I would say, just on a personal note, you have pushed me to be a better director over the years. And if my summer staff is listening, some of the stuff that I say or do is based upon conversation I I had like the previous night with Sarah. <laughs> and then I was like, man, Sarah's right about that. And then I wake up the next morning and I. Try and be a little bit more vulnerable with the staff. So, and one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast is to continue that journey of vulnerability and having honest conversation with people and just letting people get to know me, but also getting to know how hard camp can be at some points, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or how great and amazing camp could be. So, yeah. um, but here's kind of what I want to get into is why, why keep coming back to ropes? What's the mm-hmm. point? Because I will tell you what, I did a week-long ropes training with you, and it's not like I walked away just like, man, I'm psyched on ropes, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like, there has to be something in you besides the element of being suspended in the trees, Mm -hmm. because I've seen you climb in trees, and it's not like you're, like, stoked every time you climb up a tree. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen you shake (laughs) as you climb up trees. Um, There's there's something else, right? Yeah. What, What is it? Um... I think <clears throat> there's probably part of my nature and personality that is just captivated by the idea of journey and individual people's journeys. Um, and I think through facilitation of these unique experiences that push you and, um, like just jar you a little bit. (laughs) Definitely. Like those are the most impactful sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, they're, they're so vivid and it's, it's practically like, I mean, they're tangible. You can, you can feel them, you can touch them. Um, you can look back on them and they, I think, you know, it is what you make it for the participants going into it. But for a facilitator, like those, I think every person who's ropes course instructor or a zipline tour guide or red high at Frontier Ranch, like you have those just memories of gold where you were a part of somebody's, um, somebody's journey in such a totally. huge way. And, and that just speaks to my personality, um, combining adventure and nature and, um, I don't know. It's just cool. 
Totally. I think the best picture of this is we do something called Victory Circle, which a lot of camps do at the Mm -hmm. end of their camp week, where we allow campers to share some of their experiences throughout the week. Mm -hmm. Many of them are fart jokes and how stinky one of their cabin mates were. Sure. But the ones that actually are tangible things is when the campers talk about their experience on the ropes course. Mm -hmm. Um, I climbed up the leap of faith. I went on pirates playground. I jumped off the zip line. Mm -hmm. I, I finally conquered the rock wall after three summers of being here, you know, whatever that element that they went on and they, it's always connects back to their faith journey. Mm -hmm. And so we have the kind of the mission statement of, of helping campers take one step closer to Jesus at camp And a lot of that process happens through our ropes courses, Mm -hmm. which I think is something that a parent probably doesn't recognize when they send their kid to camp. Yeah. I think they're thinking, well, they're going to learn a lot in Bible study. Mm -hmm. But I think some of the most real moments of a camper is that moment of jumping off the leap of faith or that moment climbing up the rock wall because – it's this moment of faith that they have to conquer, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. we do something at, at Frontier that I know that in my previous ropes experiences at other camps we did not do, but we do a debrief. Mm-hmm. And maybe explain the debrief for those that are unaware of what that is. Yeah. So the debrief is there's basically three steps um, that a facilitator needs to um, – facilitate for the experience so there's briefing where you basically tell them what they're about to do mm-hmm. all the safety things and different details for the element the the activity so you're doing the activity you're facilitating really good facilitators will take that time to notice specific things that are going on in that group um, to then recall during the debrief um, the debrief is basically like the so what of what just happened like yeah why is this important why did we just do this is Mm. it just to do the zip line and go go down it and have a good time like that's part of it but there's Mm. more did we just do the higher ropes course and the leap of faith just because your parents paid for you to go here and you're here and you're doing it and your cabin's doing it there's like so much more to it um and so that can be a time depending on the group um, and and what's going on where um, different campers can call out on one another, say different things they saw each other do. They can talk about their own experience of um, they push themselves a little bit out of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Um, They got to do things they'd never done before, different things like that. And most of the time, Mm-hmm. the red hats and or the campers will kind of bring it back around to their own faith journey. Yeah. Um and that is one of my favorite things at camp. Mm-hmm. I've been a part of a few debriefs and um they're awesome. They're always good. Now mm-hmm. some of them are like you know, a little corny. Totally. Um yeah. but I think the tangible nature of a rock wall mixed with a conversation is so much more impactful sometimes mm-hmm. than a Bible study when you're sitting around a circle of f- kids in your cabin. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Totally. Because you have this experience tied in with faith journey, mm-hmm. um, which I think is huge. Yeah. And I think camps across the world recognize that. Yeah. I went to a seminar at 3CA uh, by Ed, who's over at 
um, Redwood Glenn. He's their director there. And one of the things he said was like in the maybe 70s or 80s, people were like, yeah, this whole like ropes course stuff and zip lines, like that's not going to take off in camping or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then to see where it's at now, it's just every camp for the most part has some sort of ropes activity and you can see why. Yeah, totally. Because you can connect so much to these tangible elements. Yeah. Now a big uh, part of what we do is this concept of challenge by choice. Yeah. Um, Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So challenge by choice is um, basically – we are not going to force anybody to do anything. Um, the facilitator has a number of jobs that they have to do during the activity period. But Although I feel like we forced James into doing Ridge Camp. Okay, well. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not going to do it. and We gave him a healthy push. <laughs> he was, I was like, dude, you've got 25 staff looking to you as the new guy. You're not going to do this? And he's all fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's leadership. That's, yeah. Exactly. That, we'll talk about that on the leadership <laughs> podcast. All right. Keep going. Um, yeah. So basically, everybody has their own comfort zone. Everybody knows what that is and everybody knows what that is to – how it feels to get pushed a little bit outside of it and then what it feels like to get pushed into a danger zone for mm-hmm. themselves um, where you really have panic and breakdowns and meltdowns ensuing. Um, so we don't – we do not want to traumatize anybody no. except James. Yeah. And we do not want to um, – yeah, may, belittle anyone's experience by ever saying, like, it's not a big deal. Like, mm. people will ask me all the time, like, do you do you go on the zip line? Do you go on the high rope stuff? And, um, like, are you – like, do you get scared? And I say, yes, I get scared every time because I do, as you said. Like, I can tell firsthand time. experience. Uh, first Sarah shakes every time. Absolutely. When <laughs> I get down from climbing, like, access climbing to, like, Put, put a P cord back through uh-huh. a belay thing. I am like shaking. I'm sweating. I'm like so, you know, you bought so much adrenaline. So every time, you know, it doesn't get easier. I mean, it gets more familiar, but it's still a big deal. What they're about to do is jump off a, a 35 foot tower. Sure. You know, and trust this equipment, trust these facilitators. And by saying it's not a big deal, it, it belittles or not belittles, it diminishes what they're mm-hmm. feeling in that moment. Totally. Yeah. Just- I learned a lot about that concept when we went through that level two training mm-hmm. um, because I saw experienced guys, um, including our instructor, never belittle any of us for being scared or nervous or whatever that was. Yeah. And and what's the what's the like checking mechanism? Um the crash test? Cra- the one like right before you're about to send somebody off. Not the crash test. Like the the four H's? Um we call it the four H's, but yeah, we're checking the elements and we're checking everything. And it's like you know, people get in this repetitive nature of just like, oh, you're just gonna send another person down the zip line. Mm-hmm. But when you do that, then it becomes not a big deal. Right. And you have to remember that like every time you have a new participant and you have to show them that, hey, look, you're in your harness. Your helmet's on. Do you see this carabiner is connected to this carabiner? Mm-hmm. And and you are almost showing them that you're not saying it's not a big deal, but yeah. you're communicating like everything is working properly. Yeah. Um, and even then, because we have a challenge by choice mindset sometimes kids don't go off of our things yeah totally what is kind of the first step of challenge by choice is it put on a helmet um i think well 
I mean, first step would be just, you know, telling them, like, what it is. We explain it in every brief that it's up to them. Like, just because their cabin is here doesn't mean they have to do it. Right. Um, We try to get, encourage kids to at least put on a harness and Mm. helmet, like, get all geared up just like everybody else. And then just get clipped in and see how it feels. And if they still don't want to do it, that's not a big deal. Like, they can go back down and that is totally fine. Yeah. Um, I would say we see that a lot, like where kids maybe just put on a harness and yeah. sit down. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say the most common thing is kids get on about to get on the zip line and it's, they just decide I don't want to go. Yeah. That's probably the most common. Um, or kids climb halfway up. Yes. Pirates that Playground. I think is the most uh, Pirates Playground, not so much, but at the high ropes course Mm -hmm. like for sure kids will climb up halfway up the tree and they'll be like i want to come down however in the briefing they know they cannot do that they must (laughs) go through the whole element um so it's it's really you know a big part of it is just front loading it at the at the very beginning so they know what the expectations are and they can decide um what they want to do I remember a moment when I was like 18 as a counselor at Camp Hammer. One of my kids climbed up a zip line and Mm -hmm. our ropes instructor was, you know, he just was not even level two trained. He was just instructed how to do his various ropes courses that he had there. And this kid is just frozen and he doesn't know how to get him down Mm -hmm. because he's, he's gripped on the cables Mm -hmm. and like, us being idiot 19 year olds, we climb like halfway up this tree without harnesses on. And we're like trying to like grab this kid's feet to like pull him off. And it must've been the most traumatizing experience for this kid. (laughs) And yet none of us knew what to do, but there wasn't a concept necessarily of challenge by choice. I mean, Mm -hmm. the kid got off safely and it was fine, but it was like, I think had we communicated like, Hey, if you put a harness on, that doesn't mean you have to climb up the staples. You know what I mean? Um, And these moments on the elements can either be very amazing for Uh a kid, but they can also be sometimes traumatizing too. Totally. Uh, We've had many instances of that. And I'll say this, our red hats, in order to be a ropes person, you have to be the single handedly, like most patient person of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Would you say that that is true? I mean, you gotta, you gotta either be that or you gotta fake it. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. I am not super patient and I, I've just watched Red Hats for 30 minutes say the same thing. You got this. Mm -hmm. You can do great. It's going to be awesome. And eventually the kid conquers this fear. Yeah. And it's an incredible experience. One of the best stories I love hearing is when kids say like, ah, my first summer, I just put on the harness, you Mm -hmm. know, or my second summer, I just climbed up halfway up the tree. And and this year I actually did the leap of faith. Those are the best stories. Yeah. Um, what is like all time, if you can remember greatest rope story for you? Um, let me see. I think There was my first summer as a red hat. There was a group um, of was like part of our extra week um, nine, which is our foster care uh, kids come to camp. Um, And I was I was belaying on Pirates Playground, and 
Um, that's like one person's climbing at a time. You have to climb up this kind of like ship's mast looking thing and then get to um, the plank and then they jump off of it. Yeah. Um, and this kid um, who, you know, is in circumstances that are probably a lot different than most of the campers that we had all year. Right. Um, just like tough, tough situation. Um, he is just – he's – like persevering so much and yeah. he's like sobbing the entire oh, wow. time that he was doing it but he was doing it like i didn't even have to like coax him through like i coached him and like helped him right. and was there and he could hear my voice um but just the, the whole time he was just like sobbing and but he did it yeah. and he like got through it and he made it. He made it. And he jumped off and he was still just crying so much. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was – I'm not sure if it was so much that he was, like, scared or if it yeah. was just, like, doing – like, doing something like that. It just can open open up things, you know? It just can. And I told you that story two weeks ago. At men's conference, yeah, where a, a gentleman had shared with a larger group that he had some sort of accident on a ropes course or a rock wall when he was 16. He hasn't climbed mm -hmm. a rock wall, and he's probably like 50 years old. Yeah. So however many years that is, and this was the first time he had ever climbed a rock wall since this incident, mm -hmm. and one of our, our naturalists was belaying him on the rock wall. And he said this soft voice he kept hearing from Betsy, I believe, mm -hmm. um, was just saying, you got this, you can do it, you can do it. And it's like this simple rock wall that's challenging to an extent, mm -hmm. but the impact was so much greater and we didn't know that going into it. We didn't know what experience he was having when he was ringing the bell. It was just kind of like, okay, I'm done. You can let me down now. But then he yeah. comes to me and is like, in tears. And then he shares with the larger group about this was the most impactful thing for him all weekend long at our men's conference. Yeah. And it just goes to show there's like, there is so much power in ropes and it, it, I understand why you love it so much. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think sometimes, and one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is sometimes it just gets overlooked. Yeah. You know, it's just, Oh yeah. The camps have ropes courses or whatever, mm -hmm. but there's an impact that extends beyond, yeah. you know, and I think it begins with that concept of challenge by choice is that we are not pushing kids or traumatizing kids. We are letting these kids choose how much they're going to challenge themselves. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's no wonder you came back for two summers and now you do it full time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Anything else you feel like you want to add to the conversation? Um... You know, I think the only thing that I would add is that, well, you know, sometimes the red hat job can get portrayed in a way that is not accurate. Sure. You know, it, it, people, people who don't do it until you know, like you, you have no idea like totally. what it's like to, to facilitate and be a part of somebody's experience like that. Totally. Like I remember even last summer you had to like fill in belaying or something <laughs> for like three hours and you came back after you were like, holy crap. I think I took like, like a four hour nap. <laughs> like that was crazy. Like it was. 
So I just think it's exhausting. It's exhausting mentally, emotionally, physically. Yep. Um, you don't even you don't know until you do it and you experience it. Um, and I don't know how to encourage people to be a part of it who aren't trained because you can't belay somebody <laughs> if you don't know how to belay somebody. Right. But I mean, I would just encourage anybody who finds themselves at a ropes course or a zip line or whatever um, to really just however they can in that moment to just press into that situation, whether they're a participant, um, a helper, an assistant, a counselor, a red hat, junior staff to just be fully there because there's so much to be had from that. Totally. Last question. Okay. What's in your snack drawer right now? <laughs> you know what? I think I got some almonds okay. from TJ's. Okay. I think I got a pretty smushed um, pumpkin fig bar. Okay. And then some dried figs. Really into figs. <laughs> Sarah's quite the snacker. <laughs> I love snacks. And I remember when we like switched your desks out. Uh, yeah. I like opened one of the drawers and there was like six bags of like half eaten snacks. And I was like, someone's got a snack drawer. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never lived it down. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, hey, Sarah, thanks for being on the pod. And hopefully we'll be back next week with a new guest. Yeah. Thanks again, Sarah. Yep.